Welcome to the Magic on the Inside podcast by the Sisters Enchanted, where we chat magic, hot topics, personal development, and good old-fashioned life. Brew up something delicious and sit with us for a spell. Welcome to this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast here with the Sisters Enchanted. This season, we are chatting tarot, and we are moving on to the minor arcana in this episode. So listen in and enjoy. Anna! Sarah! (laughs) Minor arcana time. It's the last we chatted. We were like, hey, let's talk pentacles. But we've since had a change of heart. As is usual. As is usual. And we are going to kind of take it um, in chunks. And we're going to talk about the aces today and see where we go. See how it lands. Yes. See how the wheel of fortune turns. <laughs> um, okay, so the minor arcana, mm-hmm. let's step back. So we talked about the major arcana, and that is sort of the big things that happen uh, over time. It's constant right. themes, big life events, uh, things you really need to work through. Yes. The minor arcana is more of like the here and now, right? how you're feeling. The day-to-day. The day-to-day. Yes. Day-to-day skis. Um, okay, and so the minor arcana, they each go ace through ten, and there's four court cards. Yes. Which is a whole other topic of court cards. Yes. Which we'll get to eventually. Indeed. Um, so we decided, instead of talking about each suit, we'd kind of do, uh, the numbers. Yeah, maybe compare and contrast in the progression, yeah. Yeah, which I think, because they do, while, while the minor arcana does follow a story, much like the major arcana. Right. The, it's more thematic. Right. Um, and you can certainly lay out, like, ace through ten in your pentacles or your cups and see what a progression. Story. Yeah, happens. Yeah, there's definitely a story there. But you can also look at all of the threes, all the fours, for example, right. and see themes, but how they're different according to the suit. Yes. All right. So uh, a quick back or, like, run over if you're not a tarot person each suit of the minor arcana is representative or aligned with an element. So we have swords and air. Yes. We have fire and wands. Yes. The suit of wands. Um, pentacles and earth. And cups and water. Yes. Now in some decks, yours might be a little different. Sometimes it's uh, discs or coins. Or feathers or, or rods. Yeah. yeah. So usually you can kind of figure it out on your own or look at whatever the author of the deck has said has said i know some people are tricky these days and have like changed the swords into the fire suit and the wands into the air suit which is very tricky i don't have any decks that do that i'm not a fan (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you know nothing's set in stone but typically speaking yes your wands are fire fire. swords are air air. your pentacles are earth And your cups are water. Now, the cups and the pentacles are our more feminine suits as well. Mm-hmm. And they're a little bit slower moving. Mm-hmm. And you can watch the progression of pentacles and cups. They sometimes, um, they seem to be easier suits. I'm using air quotes. But the, the progression of pentacles and cups tend to be pretty 
light. There are a couple of like hard things as per every suit, but they tend to be like the easier going suits. Whereas wands and swords tend to have more troubling aspects. Um, <laughs> and you and look at the progression. You're like, wait, there is no progression. Yeah. Why does it just seem like it's still so boring? Yeah. <laughs> is it ever going to end? Um, so yeah, so you tend to get like a little bit more light and, and nurturing between the pentacles and the cups and a little bit more patience um, and a little bit more slow and steady wins the race. Whereas swords and wands are more like action-packed, like, things are happening, and they're a little bit more cutthroat. Yeah, I think it's easier to see the story in pentacles and cups, too. Like, you can lay those out in order and actually tell a story. Like, oh, you know, there's this experience, and we run into this and this. Where with um, wands and swords, particularly once you move past the five, which is the kind of climatic event, it's often the conflict, it's midway point, once you get past that, it just seems to kind of, like, run together. Right. And you're like, wait a second. It seemed like we were moving along. There was a story here. We hit conflict. And then all of a sudden things got really hard. Yeah. Like, what happened? <laughs> yeah. How? <laughs> there was so we just. I was <laughs> trying so hard. <laughs> and, then, and I just wrapped up in this tornado of life. Um, swords and wands. Ouch. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And then we look at the swords and wands, and those are our phallic symbols, Mm. you know. Indeed. Um, So our masculine signs. Yeah, and there's a lot to be said with the feminine and the masculine and, you know, the caring and nurturing that comes with the feminine versus the more get things done, cutthroat, not stopping to think kind of masculine energy. And we certainly, as people, all have all of this energy within us and our lives. And it's just how it's playing out in any given moment. Because at any moment, we can all be living, you know, the seven of wands or the seven of pentacles. You know, it's just, it's how that, how that thing, that theme, that energy is playing out in our lives at the moment. Um, And how we are relating to that. So... Yeah, so there's the four suits. They, like I said, they go in order from ace through ten. They do tell a story, and as we mentioned, the swords and wands, it's kind of, you're like, wait a second, I don't know what happened here. Uh, And with the cups and pentacles, it's more of a journey, more kind of in line with what we would see with the major arcana, where you can clearly tell the journey. Uh, And then they end with the court cards. And that's a discussion we will have later, but so they're is 14 cards, ultimately, with each of the main minor arcana suits. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's the minor arcana, the day-to-day. Yes. Um, more thematic, like how you're playing out in larger areas of your life. Um, okay, so let's start with talking about the aces. We're going to compare them. Okay. So, the, just, uh, Anna, do you want to start with talking about, just in general, the theme of the aces? So, the aces... Um, Typically, in a standard, like, Rider Waite um, Smith deck, you'll see, and then lots of decks, but typically the RWS system, um, is that it's almost it's almost always a hand with the symbol of the element, so a cup, a wand, a sword, or a pentacle. And the hand is coming through a cloud, offering this element to you, this ideal to you. Um, so with the aces, it's always an opportunity to start something new. Um, when you have things like the Ace of Cups and the Ace of Pentacles, those more feminine signs, 
those are opportunities that you have a minute to say like, oh, am I going to grab that? And you have like a, a moment to think about whether or not it's your opportunity or not. With the swords and the wand, they come and go as fast as the wind and you have to be quick to grab them or you may lose out on them. Um, so we have the swords and the wands that are fast acting and you have to grab them without thinking. And you've got the cups and the pentacles that have a little bit more uh, patience and you have more of an opportunity to grasp them. So these are almost always opportunities to do something really fulfilling to yourself. And they can be, and they can have a similar theme um, in the fact that they all might be very emotionally fulfilling to you. They may offer you an opportunity to think about something a different way. They may be offering a creative opportunity or an opportunity to make more money. And they can kind of interplay. So you might say, like, is this new job really good for me? And you can get the Ace of Pentacles. And it might be like, oh, yeah, this could be very fruitful for you two in a monetary way. But you could, at the same regard, pick an Ace of Cups, which will say, like, yes, this is going to be really nourishing for you, which might even can talk to you, you being more abundant in that job because you're doing something that you love. Um, or the Ace of Swords, um, yeah, this opportunity may make you reevaluate how you've worked in the past or you got this job and you thought you knew this job and now you're going to have to rethink about it in a whole different way and it's going to like re-enliven what you think or the ace of wands it's going to make you feel so creatively motivated that they're all opportunities to grow and they can kind of interchange and all mean like yeah this is going to be so great for you does mm -hmm. that make sense yeah so when you receive the ace of whatever as a card uh we want to look at it as being as being presented with an opportunity. Right. And um, now we all have the, op we all have the opportunity then <laughs> to either take that opportunity or, or let it pass us or by. Or let it pass us by. And that's kind of where we start to see these other themes play out. Um, but when we're given the opportunity with the aces, I think that regardless of the suit, really an ace is an ace in that opportunity. So it's either is it an opportunity in thought, is it an opportunity in action, is it an opportunity in emotional growth, spiritual growth, and right. monetary good goods? Or, like, when we look at pentacles, that can be, I mean, even, like, opportunity to declutter, depending on how what that ace is paired up with there. Right. But it's always opportunity sort of in that realm of whatever suit it falls into. And uh, I think that when we look at the aces just simply as opportunity, I think it's really one of the easiest kind of minor arcana cards to interpret and be dealt because you're like, right. oh, opportunity. Do you right. want to answer that? Right. Oh. Yeah. As like a standalone card, it doesn't have like, a, I, I want to say it doesn't have like a huge amount of depth, which I don't think is actually the right way to say that, but it's pretty much like, yeah, this is your opportunity. Um, or it's, or it can be like an, a descriptive word, kind of like a keyword to an event, like a relationship or something like the Ace of Pentacles. It's going to be really sturdy and stable, you know, or Ace of Cups. It's going to make you feel really emotionally happy, like Ace of Swords, you know, maybe an Ace of Swords and a relationship. Maybe it may not last that long or you'll have like difficulty communicating. Um, Ace of Wands, it might say like, you guys are just going to have a really good time together and it's going to be short lived, but it's going to be like really passionate and full of lust, but it might also be short-lived. It doesn't have to be that way, but typically like that, like the swords and the, the wands and the aces might have like a little bit of a harder outcome. Mm -hmm. And then the pentacles and the cups um, would, would be more of the fluffier keyword. Yeah. Air quotes. <laughs> Air quotes. Um, yeah, I think that what you said about the depth, it, uh, I think that the ace definitely has fewer layers to its onion. Right. the other cards right. do it's like um it's 
it's kind of the ultimate just like here's your choice here's right. your opportunity here's your theme take it or leave it right sort of and i love that what you said about attaching it to the cards that are around it kind of really hinging that on what cards it's pulled with right um so those are the aces the aces are pretty simple there's you know, they're, they're fairly cut and dry, and like Anna said, in the Rider Waite deck, the traditional illustration, it's typically just this hand holding the, like, not even holding, it's presenting. It's, yeah, it's like offering. The, whatever the suit is, the item of that suit, um, just holding it out there, like, for you to take or not take, and it's coming out right. of the clouds. So that's kind of giving that spiritual element, that kind of you know, um, the universe sort of divine intervention. Yeah. (laughs) It's being given to you. Right. Uh, are you going to take it and pull this theme, this opportunity within yourself and move forward or are you going to let it pass by? I'll leave it hanging. Right. In the clouds. Yes. And move on with yourself. Yes. Yeah. So after we have these aces, I guess we'll go on and talk about the twos. Let's do twos. Yeah. So, um, with the aces, we're giving this opportunity and then once we have opportunity, though, we accept the opportunity. Mm-hmm. We're going to assume here we've accepted opportunity and we're moving forward to the twos. I, like, now what? Now there's... Now it's like a choice. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, like, I'm like thinking about the twos and I'm playing what they all look like. And they're all really decision-making cards. Like, choose something. Be a part of something. Come together with something. Um, so the two of cups, which is our... Our, our love card. It's like our lower octave of the lovers, um, except for the lovers in the major arcana actually a lot of times do talk about a choice and not as much about coming together with a significant other. The two of cups is very much a soulmate card. It's like confirming that the two emotions coming together complete each other and fill one cup. Like it's the same kind of red wine, not somebody's drinking, you know, rosé and somebody's drinking, <laughs> you know. I don't even know what a white wine. A white wine. And I was trying to think of a name of a white wine, and I couldn't think of one. Chardonnay. Chardonnay, I was like, I can give you some red wines, but I just got a little stuck at what kind of white wine. (laughs) What is that? Um, Like cooking wine. (laughs) Like that you shouldn't even be drinking. Um, But yeah, no, it just is, it's the coming together. You've made the choice to emotionally connect with somebody, and you guys have the same cup of filled water, or you're hot and cold, and mixing it together makes, like, tepid water that you want to be immersed in instead of being scalded or frozen by. So it's, like, this idea of coming together. You've made the choice to, on a soul level, come together with somebody, and it's saying, like, yes, this is really good, and that can be work-related, too. It's not just cut-and-dry relationships. Um, The Two of Swords, um, you see somebody usually sitting blindfolded, with two swords covering their chest, so they're crossed. Um, and the two swords is saying, like, are you going to act? Or are you going to continue to keep yourself blinded from what you know to be true? That person's blindfolded. Their heart is crossed off. Um, but they're sitting there strongly and confidently. It's like they have all the answers within them. They just have to break free and cut through the problem and make the choice to act. Because they know it in them. Because mm-hmm. uh, the swords are all your mental thought and stuff like that. So you have to put yourself in a position to make a hard decision to cut through, to move forward. Yeah. Um, so the cups, you make a decision to be together. The swords, you make the decision to cut through and realize something for what it really is so that you can and be see and see so that you can be productive. Um, the two of wands is literally somebody standing there with two wands, like looking over the, the world, the like water and this opportunity. And it's like, do you pick the wand that keeps you where you are or do you keep the wand that propels you forward and you go get on that boat that's in the water and you make a change? 
Um, and a lot of times that card can even speak of actual travel, like actually going somewhere, actually motivating yourself to do a big move or make a big change. So it's a choice, like which sword do you grab? You know, do you grab your cups together? Which wand do you grab? Like which way you're gonna go? And then the two of pentacles, you don't have a choice to grab one or the other, but you always see this kind of juggler and he's juggling two pentacles and they have an infinity sign wrapped around them. And he's on one foot, he's precarious, the water behind him is is wavy and the boats look like they might topple over. And it's this card of saying like, what choices are you making that's making your life more difficult? Like, what are you balancing that you might drop the ball here? Like, how can your balancing act be less severe um, and more stable? Like, because you can't drop one because that infinity sign's wrapped around them. So you have to complete them, but how can you do it so it's a little less hazardous? You know, are you working too hard? Are you playing too hard? Um, like, what can you do to make it so that you're not overly stressed out and it has more of a symbiotic feeling instead of a hazardous feeling? So with the twos, it's always about making the choices that are going to help you navigate better. What's going to fulfill you more? What choices are going to make things more clear? What choices are going to motivate you? So it's all about finding the balance with the twos and coming together to move forward into the right direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just hear going out of there. It's so good. Yeah. So we come off of opportunity with the aces. Yes. Right? Give an opportunity. And then after opportunity comes a decision. Like, you're never just given an opportunity to, like, hey, here's a new job. Right. An, it's not just an open pathway. Idea. It's not just an open door. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, man, I have to choose between the old job and the new job. I have to choose between, you know, these two meals because I have the opportunity to have better health. Like, whatever right. the opportunity is, like, do I spend it or do I save it? Right. We then have to make choices. And when we look at the different suits, we see how those choices play out so mm-hmm. um you know with earth it's very much like juggling our here and now sort of life with cups like anna said it's the bringing together of two things in our emotional body yeah um with swords that's our thoughts swords are they get this like idea of being the scary cards you know I nobody wants a sword <laughs> It's because your old boss could be the scariest thing ever. Well, because we make those. Mm -hmm. Like, a side note for the swords, people are afraid of the swords cards. They don't like them. Um, And what I like to say to people is that, like, these are your thoughts. And there's a lot of hurt, like, physical hurt that shows up in your emotions and in those cards. But a lot of times, those physical hurts, they last longer because we're so worried about them in our head. Like, we cause anxiety. We cause stress. And those are real things. Those are real emotions. But because we worry we make them worse and we inflate them. So it's a kind of mind over body, mind over matter thing with the swords. And that's why, because we t- we tend to be our own worst enemy, which is why they're so scary. Yeah. Um, but they're really, I don't think. I love them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but that's what we have to, uh, yeah, uncross those swords and sort of slash right. through lots of things. Your mental clutter. Yeah, like what is... what's keeping me from moving forward, what's tying me to this choice. Like maybe we're given the opportunity here but we have preconceived notions. We have to cut through those or expectations or, or whatever. Ego. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. So it's really like uncrossing, slashing through. Right. But as you see with the swords though, the journey right. is never easy with mm. one's thoughts. No, <laughs> it is not. As you will hear as we progress over these conversations. Um, and then the wands. Yeah. I love the two of wands. I think that it is just this idea of potential, like total potential, vastness, just like the fire is within me right. to this project or that project, like move forward. Yeah. Um, am I going to knit or am I going to paint? 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, what am I going to dedicate my next six months to? It's like, <laughs> it's like endless opportunity to choose what you want to light you up. Yeah. And then as we move forward with the wands, though, we can see how this passion and this fire this can drive consume us a little bit. And consume us. And uh, it's not as easy to choose. Right. Passion. Or not as easy, yeah, to follow a passion project. Yeah. How hard it is to have a creative venture. Um, because you need that endurance, that firepower that yeah. the wands have. So if you are doing readings and you pull an ace, you can just look at it as the opportunity for whatever suit it, it's in, basically. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, um, like I said, whatever subject. You yeah. know, it's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So if it's a relationship reading, that doesn't mean you're not going to get the pentacles. It doesn't mean you're not going to get exactly. the swords or the wands. You're not always going to get the ace of cups. Yeah. You know, so you have to, like, navigate their energy and how it applies. And, and I love what Anna said cards. about using it kind of as a key word attached to what else is there. And then when you get the twos, it's really choices, decisions. Anytime you see two in the, in the tarot, like, or two characters, black and white, right. two pillars, there's always this idea of having to move through those two things. You know, you are right. you have two things. You either have to carry them both with you, move right. through them, move beyond, make a choice, um, choose a path, right. whatever. Decisions to be made, things to be juggled. Um, and with the twos, again, it's just – it's kind of your first barrier to opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, you're given the opportunity and not your first barrier, your first obstacle, right. your first challenge here is, um, make a choice. Yeah. Like, okay. And it's, a, and, a, and it throw this be, ball in. Yeah. It is a two. So it's not like a choice because a two is a pretty solid number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty foundational, structural. So with a two, like, you know that the choice that you make here is probably a little easier than the choices that you'll make ahead of time. Because probably whatever choice you make here is not, like, you put all your chips in yeah. and you lost it all. You know, it's just, like, the first door that you have to have to open before, you know, you start getting asked the hard questions. Yeah. It's, like, just the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The door to the waiting room. Yeah, and whenever you pull a two, again, like if you're looking at your reading and maybe you pull a two as a clarifier card or like a last what you need to know, you know, that, that idea of choice decisions, bringing something back to balance, those are kind of the thoughts you're going to have there. You know, here's all your information, right. make a choice. Right. But in what way is this choice presenting in your life right now based on the suit that you're pulling it in? Right. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, I guess that's it today. We'll, we'll stop there. Yeah. And then next time we will keep continuing through the minor arcana. So today we just talked a little bit about what the minor arcana is, the aces and the twos. So next time it'll be like threes and fours. Yeah. Keep on keeping on. It's going to be great. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Anna. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. We're talking tarot all season long with season two here on the podcast. If you loved what you heard, be sure to invite your friends, give us some likes on iTunes. We always appreciate that. And our Apple Podcasts. And we will see you in the next episode. In the meantime, follow along with all that we're doing on Facebook or at the sistersenchanted.com. Take care.